Entrepreneur on Fire 840. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. John Lee Dumas and TheWebinarCourse.com have arrived. Create amazing webinars in 10 days and ignite. Ready to get your life organized? LegalZoom can help. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but can connect you with an independent attorney. Visit LegalZoom.com and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout for a special discount. Be there for your customers no matter where you are. Go to evoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for you. So visit evoice.com slash fire today. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. Jolly Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Nick Pavlidis. Nick are you prepared to ignite? John, I'm so fired up. I'm ready to light this whole building on fire. <laughs> Nick is a family-focused business coach who helps high achievers grow their business while maintaining strong boundaries around family and personal priorities. His first book, Confessions of a Terrible Husband, Lessons Learned from a Lumpy Couch, details how he went from an overworked lawyer who had a family to a husband and a father who is also a successful lawyer and businessman. Nick, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight. So share more about you personally and expound upon the biz. Sure. I practiced law for 10 years in New York City. And for those 10 years, it was all about the law. It was what time I had to go to work. My BlackBerry or iPhone was buzzing. And my, I, w- I had singular vision for just making it as a lawyer in New York City. Oh, by the way, at the same time, I was married and had two kids. So I spent so much time focusing on the law, on the law, that I forgot to be a dad and be a husband. And I got to this point where it was really a choice between my marriage and pursuing further the same road that I was going in the law. And I just had to choose family. So I immediately started taking steps to prioritize my family and it resulted in me being more successful in law, in business and at home. Now you say New York City and you know I've lived in Tribeca myself and you know being from New England my whole life, Maine specifically and then going to college in Rhode Island at Providence College, you know when I hear lawyer in New York City you know, I got to be honest with you. One of the first things that comes to mind is 9-11. It probably also doesn't hurt that I was an officer in the U.S. Army. And, you know, I know a lot of people, both in the finance and law profession, their minds were shifted on that day, even if it didn't impact them directly in any way, just to see how short life was and could be. Was there any moment like that for you? I mean, or was there a slow, gradual realization? There was a moment and it was, for me, it was actually June 7th, 2013. And that's the moment where I was in a room with two partners in the law firm learning what it would take for me to take the next step and that's to become partner. And I had been working for that one thing since September 11th, 1995 when I was dead at the scene of a car accident. Whoa! So I was dead and I woke up and you'd think that 
you come through, you're dead at the scene of a car accident. You start appreciating life. Yeah. And new you lease on life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except instead of, instead of me pursuing things like skydiving and things like that, I set my sights on just being successful in business because I knew someday I wanted a family and I didn't want them to have to worry about putting food on the table if something like this could, would ever happen again. So it was a noble goal, but I went about it the wrong way. So I'm in that room and I'm listening to everything that we're going through. Oh, we, we like your work here. Everyone likes working with you. All nice things. And then they told me what it would take to make it to the next level. And I had an idea. I was, I was struggling for a little, you know, maybe about a year or so on what I wanted to do next. But at that moment, I learned that I had two choices. I would either leave my family completely behind because I had been working 50 to 80 hours a week for 10 years and I would have to do more. Or I would choose my family. Wow. So that meeting, I walked into that meeting and it turned into a discussion about making partner to me negotiating a time frame for me to leave. <laughs> I mean, this is 18 months ago, Nick. You know, this isn't a long time ago. I mean, so you haven't really been thrust out on your entrepreneurial behind, so to speak, for all too long. You know, but what I want you to do right now is is share with us a moment in time. You know, this is your choice on which story that you want to tell, Nick Pavlidis. But I want it to be a bad moment, a tough moment, a struggling moment. You know, what some might even refer to as their worst entrepreneurial moment. But again, I'm not putting too many parameters around this, but I do want it to be a story. I do want you to take us there, Nick, and really share with us that moment. That moment was about 45 minutes into that meeting when I was talking with these partners and we were talking about, it seemed like the meeting was going so well. And then I knew that because my practice was, I was building a client base. It was the, the big law firm practice in New York was essentially a bunch of people working together collaboratively on cases or transactions, depending on what your practice area looks like. But each person operates almost individually and is evaluated individually based on how many clients they bring in, uh, the successes in the courtroom or with transactions or things like that. So for me, I had all of these things in my, my, my book of business, my marketing, my networking was all historically and currently trending in the right direction. But I knew that wasn't enough. So I knew at that moment that I had done everything I could do to make it and it wasn't enough or everything that I could think of doing to make it and it wasn't enough unless I sacrificed the most important thing to me at that moment. And I just wasn't willing to do it. Nick, I think a lot of us that are now currently entrepreneurs have had one of those moments. You know, when you're telling this story specifically, I get transported back in time to a finance room where the CEO of John Hancock's basically belaboring the fact that, you know, we just had a 70% cut. Only 30% of the employees are remaining. You're lucky to be here. You better be all in. And like 45 minutes into that rant, I knew I was in the wrong place. But my question to you right now is, how do you know? I mean, of course, we're going to have bad days or we're going to have gut feelings and we're going to have red flags. But for Fire Nation listening right now, how do you know when to listen to that voice? How do you know when you're having that real moment? For me, it was because one week earlier, I had just redefined my priorities and it, it just happened to be a coincidence that I was down in Franklin, Tennessee for an event over at Dan and Joanne Miller's 
house called Coaching with Excellence. I was there to beef up my coaching skills because all the while that I was practicing law, I, I was blogging and, and creating small products and things like that and coaching. And I went down there to beef up my coaching practice to supplement my legal practice and as sort of a transition because I was a little bit uncomfortable and I knew that that I was going to come to some choice at some point. I didn't know it was going to be the next week, but I knew I was going to come to a choice. So for me, I was down there at the event and I saw Dan and I saw Joanne in the room. And it was so strange to me at first that Joanne was there, not because, I mean, she lives there, but it was a coaching with excellence program. Dan Miller, 48 days to the work you love. He's there presenting. I wasn't expecting Joanne to be there, but she was there and she was participating. And Dan and Joanne, the way they looked at each other, the way they moved, the way they walked by each other, it was just so loving. And I'm, I'm there to learn about coaching. But I walked away learning hmm. about marriage way more than I learned even about coaching, which was a lot. So for me, I'm on the flight home. And this is where Confessions of a Terrible Husband was born. I'm on the flight home to Newark. I was living in Hoboken at the time. And I'm on the flight home to Newark. It's June 1st. I land in Newark. And I'm, I'm thinking the whole flight, what was so strange about that room? And what was so strange? And it hit me. It was Dan's success is not despite Joanne, it's because of his relationship with Joanne, because of the support that he has from Joanne and that he gives to Joanne, that he's able to really supercharge his business and he's able to do it with his wife and his even his kids on board and participating with him. Was there some part of you that looked at your family as holding you back? There was for, for quite a while, actually. And, and this, to get down to Franklin... I actually had, uh, I, I couldn't explain to my wife why I needed to go. I said, I need to do this for, for mm-hmm. my business. I, and she was just not, <laughs> not that she wasn't having it. Right. She was just, she doesn't get it. She's like, wait, you're going to a place called the sanctuary in Franklin, Tennessee. I, I don't get it. Right. And Are she, there going know, to be masks? Like, what's yes, going on? exactly. <laughs> I asked her if she knew a good pamphlet guy so I could start <laughs> passing some around. But so I'm, I, I went there and, and the argument to get down there, my family actually went to Hershey Park with my wife, my kids, her mother, her sister, everybody, extended family, kids, cousins, grandkids, but me. So, and, and I'm thinking on the way down there, Oh, can I can't imagine how this just because she doesn't understand that this is good for her and us um, that we have to create this big event to go down to Hershey, Pennsylvania, when when in reality, I should have been there with them. Wow. I mean, thank God I was in Franklin just because of this trend. The, the, the 18 months that followed probably wouldn't have happened if I was in Hershey Park. But up until that point, it was a constant battle. Oh, I got I to post something on the blog or I got to take a phone call. I got a coaching meeting. And it was just such a battle. But from that point forward, the changes we made together have created with my business complete harmony. Unbelievable. And this is a real revelation to me as well, because, you know, the Nick Pavlidis that I've seen, you know, in Podcaster's Paradise and the journey that you've been on since, you know, I've had my eyes laid on what you're creating, what you're building, you know, is totally different than this person that you were. And to me, that's, you know, really refreshing in a lot of ways to know that, man, you can make such a massive change in yourself literally in some cases overnight, if you make that decision to do so. And the big takeaway that I want to share right now with Fire Nation, Nick, that you brought up was 
the importance of defining your priorities, like really not your work priorities, your life priorities, really sitting down and defining those because Fire Nation, you might be shocked at what's on that piece of paper after you define those priorities. And Nick, I have to imagine you were a little surprised to look down and see what your priorities actually were when you spoke from the heart. Absolutely. I was embarrassed. I, the only moment that I was more embarrassed or at least more concerned about my priorities is when I revealed to my father-in-law the title of my book. So that was a little awkward for a little while, but, uh, but he understood that it was because of the, the little things you do enough of the little things you focus all in the wrong places. You can be faithful, you can be loving in general, you can be gentle, but if you're not concerned about your family and that's really what it was, I hate to admit it, yeah. it's, but that's, I just, I was concerned about their health. But I wasn't concerned about about just being whole with my family. I was too too focused on if I could just make this much more, and we wouldn't have to worry about you know we would have two years of expenses or three years. Of, I, I kept thinking that way, and it was always at this. It was just always at this goal that was not aligned with what my family really wanted or needed. Nick, you may hate to admit it, but by admitting it, you're really helping a lot of listeners out there that when they don't even want to look inside and know that this is happening in their lives, they know that this is happening in their lives. And, you know, so I I commend you for that courage. I commend you for sharing that, you know, in front of such a large number of people and for what you do, you know, on your show and your brain and your blog as well. But I do want to shift because you've had a journey and you've had the tough times. You've had some great times. You have some tough times ahead. We all do. But I want you to share an aha moment, an epiphany, a light bulb that went off at some point in your journey. And Nick, tell us that story and really the things you did after that idea to get to where you are now. For me, the aha moment was when I was sitting there, it was June 1st, after I got back, after I realized that I had it backwards and I had a new role model for my marriage, I started just writing freehand on on a notepad. And I was writing things like, prioritize my family. And, and I was almost writing just a bunch of URLs because I was thinking of now taking my, my journey public from the start. And when I wrote confessions, I wrote confessions. I said, yeah, I, I think if I open up to people, it might help. It might help lead someone who's, who's along the same path as me to, to refocus just a little bit. And when I wrote of, uh, and for some reason I just wrote terrible husband. Mm-hmm. When when I saw those words on that piece of paper, it really hit me that you that's exactly true. what, it, absolutely. Because I was really, you know, it, it essentially it breaks down to, I was just bad at being a husband. So when I saw those words there, I knew that the one of the few things that I had set in my mind as a goal from a kid, because all of this, remember, was with a noble goal to set my family up for something in case I wasn't there. So in my mind, I thought it was, I was being great at, you know, I, was, I thought I was doing the right thing. But when I realized that 20 years from now, I'll miss my kids for, I'll, I'll miss their first lessons. I'll miss their driving. I'll miss their steps. I'll miss everything. And that's when they need their dad. When growing up, they need a role model. 
So Nick, at this point, you know, you've had an aha moment on the 1st of August, followed by your worst moment on the 7th of August. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that are happening pretty close together in your life. I mean, a lot of turbulence, a lot of change. That's number one, scary. Um, number two, it's, you know, exciting because obviously you needed the change. What specific action did you take to finally just say, you know what, I'm ripping off this Band-Aid, I'm making this leap, it's time to really affect this change. The first thing I did was when I landed and got home, I committed that I was just going to start doing more. I wasn't going to apologize. I wasn't going to have a discussion with my wife. I was just going to do things differently. And it's, it's, it's funny. Most of my story involves me going, it's kind of embarrassing to admit, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it's kind of embarrassing to admit. (laughs) Yes, exactly. In less than two days, I emptied the dishwasher. I did a bunch of little things around the house and it was such a 180 that my wife asked me if everything was okay. (laughs) She like, almost like I was diagnosed with a disease or, you know, something terrible happened or whatever. She's like, is everything okay? And she was asking me that because I was being loving, not because I, not because of some diagnosis. It was just, you're too nice. You're too here. You're too in the moment with us. What's wrong? Yeah. Wow. But so from that moment, I, when she asked me that, I, I sort of brushed it off a little bit because I didn't want to make a big deal of it. I just wanted to sort of, I said, ah, nothing. I just wanted to help out. Um, But over the next couple of weeks, we talked about my entrepreneurial journey and what I was going to do to make sure that as I grow my business, I'm doing it in a way that first honors the family. And we set up a number of rules that I will work on my business activities only when, and we set up several rules. One is when she has help with the kids. The other one is when the kids are sleeping. Another one is first thing in the morning before everyone's awake. So today, for example, I was so honored when you reached out to me about being on this show. Mm -hmm. I immediately went to see the schedule and, and how soon I could get on and we could chat and we could, I was just so fired up and I saw the times that you record. So it, the times that you record were none of those we're not when the kids are sleeping. Right. We're not when the kids, everyone's sleeping. Um, but I knew that if we, we could record at a time that I could coordinate to get my wife help with the kids. So I waited until we had locked in someone to help on a particular day and time to commit to being on the show. Nick, let's just be frank here. It's sad. And I think Fire Nation knows it's sad when your wife, your loved one, thinks that something might be wrong with you because you're helping out, because you're in the moment, because you care. And I mean, it seems to me, which is a good thing, that that really just reinforced how off track you were in that previous life. Absolutely. And it, and it also reinforced my need to stop thinking so much with my head and just putting trust in the process that I knew from watching people like Dan Miller and Mike Hyatt and others like that who are really successful in business and also had great marriages that you can have both 
and that I knew by setting proper boundaries, I would be more efficient and effective in the times that I've allocated to each of my business activities. So when my wife got on board with me doing all this, it was just so powerful and reaffirmed that you can have both. Amazing role models, by the way. And Fire Nation, that's what's so important. What Nick did is he found people who were living the type of life that he wanted to live with a family, with wife, with kids, you know, with loved ones that were achieving success. And then he invested in himself to give himself the opportunity to model their successes and, and the path that they were taking and the things they were doing to achieve that. Now, Nick, I'm going to move into a little 60-second question round. And these questions, you know, they're kind of like a little bit of a fire round, so let's have some fun with it. Um, But again, you know, you can expound a little bit because you have a full 60 seconds. Now, ideally, what do the first 60 minutes of your day look like? Well, ideally is the key word there. I know. (laughs) Because ideally, I would split it between feeding my body and my mind with healthy things. Yeah. Uh, I'd wake up, spend a little time in quiet time reading, catching up, or doing absolutely nothing, and then spend some more time, maybe up to half of the time, listening to podcasts or really focusing on something specific that I want to work on whether it's my business or whether it's even something unrelated to my business, but just something to make my mind stronger. And then the last half would be some sort of a stretching or exercise. Ideally, it would be stretching because I I am the least flex. I'm about as flexible as a three-legged hippo. So for me, that's, that's what I'm sure I need to do more than anything else. And that's not what my mornings generally look like. Usually I end up doing one or the other, Yeah. but uh, to have a little bit of each, each day would be, would be something and something that I have done in the past. It'd be something that I think would, would really get me going a little, a little more in the morning. Trying to visualize a three-legged hippo stretching right now, and Nick, it's not it's not working out well for him. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> so, Nick, what is your biggest strength as an entrepreneur? It's strange because my biggest strength is that I'm not afraid to fail as long as the failures are small, and I I I almost feed off of it. Like I I have this strategy to all of my businesses. And it's part of it is to keep my motivation going, keep my mind going, keep dreaming, keep looking forward. And I will do three types of networking and marketing. One is online with people I know, people, I, um, people I'm meeting, new people through people. The second type is in person or on the phone where I'm calling old friends, keeping in touch and just meeting people at groups here locally. And the third one is shooting for the stars. So for Confessions of a Terrible Husband, the podcast, I talk a lot about how you can have a successful business and marriage because that's really the one of the number, maybe the number two or three question that I get asked about the blog and the whole Confessions of a Terrible Husband movement is how do you do it with a family? How do you do so much and still work on your family? And we've talked about how I do that, but yeah. – but, my biggest strength is that I'm, I'm reaching for the stars and I'm not afraid of failing. So I emailed Bill Gates and asked him if he would be on my podcast. <laughs> Duh. 
Yeah. And of course, he said, please, please, yeah. I've been waiting for this call. How about uh, now? <laughs> yes, exactly. He just called my cell phone. I don't know how we got my number. Yeah, so, it was um, Bill Gates. He has your number. Yes, exactly. He's got everything. So I, I emailed just through the Gates Foundation media line. Sure. I get this response that says this is for um, a very nice auto response, but it says this is a this is a line for an email address for traditional journalists. If you're not a traditional journalist, send it to info at Gates Foundation or whatever it is dot com. So I thought for a second, am I a traditional journalist? Probably not, <laughs> or at least definitely not in their mind. So I forwarded it to the info line. Two, three days later, I get a response from someone completely different that was, it was, wow, this is a really unique request. It was a personal, really personally yeah, drafted course. response that said, look, Bill's only doing interviews to advance his foundation's efforts at, right now, but this was really a unique request. It was, it was forwarded to me from the media relations. It was Bill Gates's private interview or media coordinator or something like that. And it was just such a nice response that I, I loved that failure because I went for it. I got, there's so much value in that response and it just reinforced that it's okay to, to reach for the stars. And I'm thinking of what I can do next. So I'm always looking for some, some little failure that I can continue to do that is going to lead me in the right direction. Well, you know, it kind of reminds me actually of when I was applying to law schools and I did pretty well in college, nothing special. I did pretty well on the LSATs, nothing special. But I was like, I'm going to apply to Harvard Law School. Like, I don't care if I get rejected. And everybody's just like flabbergasted. Like, why are you wasting your time? It's retarded. Like, you're never yeah. going to get in. And they were right. And I absolutely got rejected. But it was like, I was proud of that. I hung that rejection letter up on my fridge. I'm like, Harvard rejected me. Like, <laughs> well, look funny. at this. Yeah, I was when I was applying, I I actually applied late because I wasn't sure that I wanted to go to law school that year or become a stockbroker and then go to law school, but um I I knew I ultimately wanted to be a lawyer. But so I applied to three schools. I applied to Harvard, I applied to Columbia, and I applied to Boston College and I ended up going to Boston College. <laughs> um I I have no I did re, I did well in undergrad and and on the LSATs. I ended up getting waitlisted to Harvard and then eventually got denied like probably in the the next day or the day after it happened quick and Columbia put me on the list. It's called, I think the reserved list and I'm still waiting to find out if I'll make, <laughs> if they have a spot for me. I, I tweet to them every once in a while, still waiting to hear from you. Oh, that's wonderful. Nick, what is your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? And I'm cutting you down to 30 seconds because I gave you some free reign there. <laughs> uh, this is easy. I don't even need 15 seconds. I want to say yes to everything. Yeah, I yeah. love people. I love helping people. I love business. I just want to do it all. And I love that answer. And I'll tell you what, at some point, Fire Nation, in your journey, usually in the beginning part, you should be saying yes to a lot of things because you don't know exactly what opportunity is going to be that tripwire, that switch that really springs things for you. But then you are going to get to a point where you have to be so frugal with your time. And, you know, and I will be honest with you, that's where I'm at right now, where I love that Derek Sivers quote, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Period. Like it's just it has to be a no if it's not that heck yes. And that's just that's just me. Like I am at that point now where I have to be so fired up about it. And you know, Nick, I know you're getting there and that's one thing that you know you're you're saying, I oh, like I'm saying yes to everything right now. In Fire Nation, that's something you need to really be absorbing and thinking about because time is so precious. Nick, what is 
a habit that you wish you had? This is not a business habit, but it would improve my business. And I know it would improve my business. It's running. I yeah. can't run. I just, I, <laughs> I would love to get up and run in the morning. I know you're a runner. You're like a three-legged hippo. No. Uh, seriously, <laughs> I just limp and roll. That's pretty much it. So uh, for a while, it's actually, it's it, uh, for a while I was running, listening to Kate's take. Sure. But she, she it needs to be daily. I know. Um, Silly girl. Uh, then I could run more. So <laughs> uh. <laughs> let me give you a little insight here. Um, I actually just hired at no low expense, Sean Stevenson of the Model House Show to be my one-on-one personal mentor. And one of the major takeaways, and this guy I respect as much as anybody in the fitness and nutrition area, he says, running way, way overrated. And he's already convinced me, Nick, like I am doing a minimum of a 35 minute power walk every morning, but I've already made the transition. And I got to be honest, like my knees are thanking me. I still feel great when I get back and refresh. I mean, we're talking like this is a power walk, you know, like some people are like, look at me like, who's this guy that's flailing <laughs> going by me right here. But you know, it's, it's not a run. And, and just a little food for thought for, uh, for people like you that are three-legged hippos. Nick, <laughs> what is one thing that just has you so fired up right now? Well, John, I am tying everything that I have learned in 10 years of practicing law law school, undergrad. I'm the son of a small business owner who's about to celebrate 40 years in business. I am tying my coaching, everything all together in one of taking one of my coaching uh, packages, taking it into a full online course. And it's called the seven week startup where I help people get rid of the clutter, simplify and focus both their time and their activities at home so that they can honor their family and make family first and still start a business in seven weeks or less. The seven week startup. And Nick, it's the beginning of February as we speak right now, or not as we speak, but as you hear Fire Nation, where can we find out more about this? Well, you can go to the set, you can go to sevenweekstartup.com slash fire. And there I have a special just for Fire Nation. Normally the course is three different levels and it ranges from $497 to $1,097, depending on your one-on-one time with me and group additional calls and things like that. But just for Fire Nation, I'm knocking a hundred dollars off the low tier. $200 off the middle tier and $300. So you can have full access for a year. Now, if you can't get a seven week business launched in a year, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to help you. And, and the, the beauty of, of it being year long access is because you're going to get started. You're going to get launched and you can go back and refresh. You want to do some networking, go to the networking lessons, work with me. And the, the platinum access is limited to only 10 people. And the pro access is limited to only 50 people. And those include additional calls and things like that. And the platinum is includes five 30-minute one-on-one calls with me over the course of the year to make sure you're launched and you're growing. You'll have a marketing plan and a networking plan at any level and you'll get started. And on top of that, I'm going to upgrade two people from Fire Nation who sign up for any level. I'm going to upgrade them to a one-on-one coaching package with me for the seven weeks to make sure they get started. 
Fire Nation. I mean, come on. <laughs> this is pretty awesome stuff here. Nick, I'm excited. You know, I've seen your work. I've seen your passion. I know that whatever you're putting out there is 10 to 100x the value. So definitely worth a look-see, Fire Nation, the sevenweekstartup.com slash fire for your one, two, or $300 off. And Nick, this is kind of an interesting uh, discussion, quick food for thought. Is it the sevenweekstartup.com, the number being seven, or seven spelled out, or both? It is both. Oh, you have learned from the best. <laughs> so, Nick, we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Why are you an entrepreneur? Perhaps it's because you don't want someone else dictating what ideas you pursue or what projects you work on. Or maybe it's the flexibility owning your own business provides. I'm an entrepreneur for the freedom it affords me to do what I'm passionate about whenever and wherever I want. And with the help of the internet and services like eVoice... I can. With a toll-free number, professional voice greeting, and dial-by-name directory, eVoice transforms any phone into my business phone. So when my customers or business partners call, they're automatically sent to wherever I am. Whether I'm out exploring new passions and ideas or in the backyard hanging out, I can still deliver the exceptional and professional service my customers expect. Want to try it for yourself? Go to evoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for you. So visit evoice.com slash fire today. That's evoice.com slash fire. Are you ready to set goals for 2015 that you'll actually be able to stick to? Having a clear picture of what it is you're really looking to accomplish is a huge first step and should be shortly followed by getting your life organized so you can focus on those goals. Whether getting your life organized means protecting your family by setting up a will or living trust or getting your finances in order so you can finally start your own business, LegalZoom can help. For more than 10 years, LegalZoom has helped millions of people get the personalized attention they need. And if you'd like more help, they can connect you with an independent attorney in most states, but they're not a law firm. This month, you can save even more by entering FIRE in the referral box to check out. Don't let another year pass you by before getting your life organized. For legal help you can count on for your family or small business, go to LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. Nick, welcome to the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Let's do this. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I thought I could just work more and more. And when the money started flowing, my wife would stop questioning me. <laughs> what is the best advice? No, I need to go back for a second. When do wives ever stop questioning? <laughs> <laughs> when they're on board and they have the same plan. There you go. I love it. What is the best advice you've ever received? It's a Michael Jordan quote. You Ooh. miss all the shots you don't take. And he's missed a lot. And yes. it's okay. Share one of your personal habits that you do have that you believe contributes to your success. I ask a lot of questions. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? A very simple one. And this is the number one thing. I use a lot of complicated things online, but the one thing that works the best and has helped the most is a shared Google calendar with my wife that links into my scheduling account. Love it. Kate and I are obsessed with the same. We use it and it's massive. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, Nick, what would it be and why? 
It would be John G. Miller's The Question Behind the Question. It's a short book about personal accountability that teaches you to stop asking questions like, why won't my salespeople listening to me? And start asking questions like, what can I do to better connect with them? This book can apply to business, can apply to relationships, to parenting, to anything. If you just start asking different questions, you are going to be way more effective at home and at work. Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Nick, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, since I I don't know my wife, I can't go looking for her, but what has really supercharged everything I do, whether it's my wife in this case or not, is the power of relationships and community. So I would start connecting with people online. I would start connecting with people in person, groups based on topics I like to do. So I would go to groups like in, in, in this world, it, it would be things like 48days.net, Dan Miller's site, or John Acuff's group, 30 Days of Hustle, or Podcaster's Paradise. I was waiting for doing, it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to save that one for last. Uh, where people are doing things that just really get my juices flowing and they're doing it with a give first attitude. And that's the real power of it. So I would find community, I would give, and I would connect. Nick, let's end today on fire, my friends, with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. You can get in touch with me at sevenweekstartup.com slash fire, or just shoot me an email at nick at sevenweekstartup.com. In a parting piece of guidance. The best thing that I've done is to simplify things. So I created so much by keeping everything so simple. It, it's not confusing when I'm going to work. Everyone knows it in my family. Everyone knows it at work. So just simplify everything and get started. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Words by Zig Ziglar that ring true. (laughs) So Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Words by Jim Rohn. And you have been hanging out with Nick and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Nick in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And take action, Fire Nation, the sevenweekstartup.com slash fire is holding at least one Benjamin for you in rebates and possibly many more. And Nick, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create and launch your podcast? 15 video tutorials with yours truly await at freepodcastcourse.com. See you there.